Good morning, everyone. It is Tuesday, August 18th. I'm your host, Simran Sandhu, and I'm excited to have you join us on today's episode of the 5-Minute Drill, brought to you by F5 Media. And to start off, yesterday was a big day for the Democratic Party. They launched their first virtual national convention, which featured several big-name political speakers, such as New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, Senator Bernie Sanders, and former First Lady Michelle Obama. The headline for the first day of the virtual convention was We the People, and speeches were geared towards uniting the Democratic Party around presidential candidate Joe Biden. As you can imagine, many speeches criticized President Trump for his approach on handling the coronavirus pandemic and civil unrest across the country. The former first lady said that President Trump is the quote-unquote wrong president for our country and that he is over his head. If we have any hopes of ending this chaos, we have got to vote for Joe Biden like our lives depend on it. Now, with other speakers such as John Kasich making similar remarks, the president retaliated with some personal attacks of his own, stating that Kasich was, quote-unquote, a loser as a Republican and he'll be a loser as a Democrat. Moving forward, the convention will continue to take place over the next three days as Senator Kamala Harris will formally accept the VP nomination on Wednesday, while Joe Biden will accept the party's presidential nomination on Thursday. Now, the coronavirus pandemic was a big part of yesterday's convention, and rightfully so. The U.S. has averaged more than 50,000 new cases a day over the past week, and many schools who've just recently opened are now deciding to shut their doors again. The University of North Carolina will switch all of its undergrad courses to remote learning after a surge of coronavirus outbreaks across campus. According to the Wall Street Journal, the university reported 135 new cases, and the percentage of students testing positive has increased by over 10% from the prior week. Currently, the occupancy rate on campus is around 60%, with many athletes having returned to school. UNC does fall under the Atlantic Coast Conference, commonly referred to as the ACC, and it's one of the six conferences left that is still committed to playing fall sports. With that in mind, let's make a quick transition over to the legal realm, where the U.S. Commerce Department just issued new rules prohibiting Huawei from accessing foreign-made processor chips. The outstanding battle between Huawei and the U.S. government has been going on for years now, but this could end up being a huge problem for the company as they try to source parts. After all, Huawei is the world's largest producer of telecom equipment and smartphones, but concerns over national security may force the company to give up its titles. These rules also pose a huge challenge for the U.S.'s semiconductor industry, and companies such as Qualcomm have lobbied the Trump administration for easing restrictions, arguing that they will lose market share to foreign competitors. Now, while the Trump administration may not have listened to them, they have been paying attention to the folks over in oil and gas. Yesterday, President Trump approved plans to allow drilling on 1.6 million acres of Alaska's Arctic National Wildlife Refuge. This is the first time the area will be opened up for oil and gas extraction, and Alaska's governor stated that up to 11.8 billion barrels of oil could potentially be tapped. 
Outside of the economic opportunity, Democrats have forcefully opposed this plan for decades now due to the harm drilling will cause to local wildlife and the state's indigenous population. But a recent GOP tax bill ultimately gave the Republicans the opening they needed to bring their plan into action. Now for our last story of the day, Robinhood announced a $200 million Series G round. This is the third time the company has raised over $200 million in the past four months, and they have strong user growth to thank for that. The company just surpassed the 13 million user threshold after acquiring 3 million users just this year. And in June alone, Robinhood executed 4.3 million daily average revenue trades, which exceeds the combined total of both E-Trade and Charles Schwab. Investors are now expecting that the company will file for an IPO soon, but Robinhood still seems to be exploring their options. Analysts expect that the company still operates at a loss, and that may not change anytime soon given their focus on high-speed growth. Anyways, folks, that's all we've got for you today. And as always, make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Take care, everyone, and we look forward to catching you bright and early Wednesday morning as we continue our journey to redefine how you experience news. 